Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. From KMOX Sports. The bases are loaded. This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. He hits one deep to left field. You bet. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. It's a slammer. With special reports from Cardinals Camp and the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Welcome to Friday night on Sports Open Line. You know, today should have been today should have been a really good day for baseball fans, right? The opening of Grapefruit League action for the Cardinals. They pick up a 4-2 win. Not that anybody cares about that, but Adam Wainwright pitched. Matthew Liberator took the mound. Andrew Kisner hit a home run. Most of the 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 kids that are close to the big leagues got into the game today. This should be kind of a fun day to talk Cardinals baseball. And I'm going to work some of that in over the course of two hours. I do want to talk about some of the things we saw today within the context that it's not like the numbers, the outcome, none of that matters. Um, You know, the the Astros brought a team of minor leaguers uh, on the offensive side. And, you know, they did bring Justin Verlander, but after that it was a bunch of minor leaguers too. So none of the outcomes or anything matter. But, you know, the stuff would be fun today would be to look at and say, how did Matthew Libertor look today, right? Hennessy's Cabrera looked great. He was blowing smoke. Adam Wainwright looked like Adam Wainwright. You know, by the way, Aaron Brooks, Aaron Brooks, two innings, no hits, no walks, five strikeouts. He's a guy now that might be competing for a spot in the rotation at the beginning of the year because of the other news. And this is where our focus is going to be tonight is on the news related to Jack Flaherty and Alex Reyes. Now, we did get good news early today, and I want to start with that briefly, uh, and that's just that Yadier Molina is now expected to be in camp on Monday. So good news to have Yadi back in the mix. Should be more than enough time. It'll be almost two and a half weeks to get him ready for opening day. Should be enough time for him to be that way. So that was really good news. Uh, I want to talk about Corey Dickerson a little bit later on. That signing became official today, and that's good news. It's not blockbuster news. It's not... Hey, we got Trevor Story. It's not that, but it's a good signing, and he's a really good hitter, and we'll get into some of that as we go through the night tonight as well, but we have to start with the big news, and the big news is the bad news. Now, we got bad news today on Jack Flaherty and Alex Reyes, and not that it was entirely unexpected. Look, when you have the descriptions that we've had from from and about those two guys over the last few days, it's you're not going to get a good outcome in the short term. Right. I mean, we knew that Alex Reyes had not thrown off a mound since the wild card game. That's not good. I mean, if if he hadn't been able to get on a mound since then, it's a really bad sign. And today, John Moselock said what we have with him is a labor, a a frayed labrum. So to me, when the word labrum comes up, you're talking about something pretty scary. You're talking about something that is potentially really long-term as of right now, Mo said today, and you're going to, I'll let you hear from Mo later on in the hour. Uh, we'll, we'll play you some of what he had to say about these two injuries uh, just after six 30 tonight. So you can hear it straight from him. And then we'll follow up with some more on that 
But the Cliff's Notes version here is that he said that, that Reyes has a, a frayed labrum and late May, early June is kind of the hopeful time frame right now. That's what they're hoping for. That means no setbacks. And look, I may not have said June, but I would have definitely told you mid to late May, just knowing what I knew, not knowing that there was a torn, uh, a frayed labrum, not a torn labrum, but a frayed labrum. Because if you haven't thrown off a mound all winter and you're already on two weeks of rest with no throwing at all, you're at least six weeks from pitching in a game when you get done with those two weeks because you haven't thrown off a mound at all. You're starting at zero at that point. So while I think we all suspected that we were going to be missing Reyes for at least a month or two, it turns out that it's going to be at least two as the way thing the way things go now. And again, not surprising. If again, anytime you you're still feeling something, you know, October, November, December, January, February, into March, when you're still feeling something five months later, and it kept you from getting on the mound, there's clearly a problem there. And Jack Flaherty's news is at this point not as severe when it comes to timeline, but it still could be. Um, what what they said is he's got he's got a small tear in the shoulder. They're calling it a slap tear. It's kind of a cool name, but it's a terrible thing. And it's not again apparently the way that 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 Mo put it. Apparently it's a a small tear. Uh, there's also been some word out there that, that he's had this for a while. And has pitched through it. I mean, think about it. We, you know, we knew that Adam Wainwright pitched through a, a, a tear in his elbow and in his, in his in his UCL for what, like ten years. Right? It's not unusual for pitchers to have those kinds of injuries, and it's not unusual for them to not really impact you until <laughs> you, you have that straw that breaks the camel's back, if you will. But with Jack Flaherty, he's out two weeks for, I mean, like shut down for two weeks. He will not throw for two weeks. And the way they put it was, he's, they're going to take a couple days off and then it's going to be no throw. A couple days off means probably no activity. And then they'll start the some some non-throwing routine stuff. But he will not throw for at least two weeks. And- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And for a starting pitcher, again, you get done with the end of that two-week period. If you're ready to take the next step, you're starting at zero. And that's going to mean at least, I mean, conservatively speaking, You'll be, you know, if if everything goes extremely well, you're talking about, you have to be talking about May for Jack Flaherty. So we're going to cover all of this, talk about the potential solutions in-house, what might be available outside, what Mo had to say about those things, all of that coming up. Plus, we're going to check in with our buddy Tom Ackerman from Jupiter coming up next on KMOX. All right, let's head down to our TR Hughes Broadcast Center in Jupiter. My man Tom Ackerman joining us. And, uh, you know, Tom, I was joking at the beginning, man, this should be like just a good day, you know? Game back on the field, game back on KMOX, Wayno pitched, the kids got into the game, but obviously the big news here is is not the fun stuff. So let's get to some of the fun stuff at some point, uh, but we got to start with Flaherty and Reyes, but in particular the update on Jack Flaherty today. Yeah. Um, it's not the worst case scenario, but it's not a good scenario either, it's right? Great. No, it started off, like you said, such a great day. I got up this morning and got down here, and I'm like, there's a game today. Adam Wainwright's <laughs> going to pitch against it's the like, Astros. It's like, what was it, like 84 degrees or whatever, like perfect? Yeah, it's like going to be in the 80s. There's fans wearing Cardinals gear. There's hot dogs. You could smell them cooking. There's, you know, it's baseball, man. And Adam Wainwright's pitching against the Astros, even though we didn't know any of the Astros today. Like they brought. <laughs> hey, they there brought was. Their, there was. Uh, I don't know if you caught it, but there was a St. Louis kid in there. I know you told me yeah, that the from number, O'Fallon. Yeah, the number O'Fallon, two, Missouri. the number two hitter in their lineup today, Justin Durden, is from O'Fallon, Missouri. So yeah. cool to see him. How about that? He had to be pretty excited facing Wayno. I, I know, yeah, I know yeah. Justin a little bit. He coached with us during the winter, and I didn't think to get his number to text him, but that had to be pretty fun. Yeah, well, we knew one of the Astros for sure. Besides uh, him, we knew another Verlander. Justin, Justin Verlander. <laughs> he yeah. looked good too, we, man. We knew him. Oh, yeah, he's, gosh, he's just one of the best ever. But anyway, um, you know, he's going up against this great, and that's the other thing. You got this great Cardinals lineup. Yep, I think yep. it really is a good Cardinals lineup. I mean, could they, I I get it. Every single day I see on Twitter, where's Trevor Story? Where's Albert Pools? Yeah, where's, yeah. like, look, guys, this I, I, I think this is your team right here. You, you can have Corey Dickerson. Uh, they, they officially signed him today. But anyway, yeah, you know, you have all this. I, I have this interview with Nolan Arenado. That, yeah, we're going to play that later. Yeah, that, I mean, you know, it, it takes a bit of a backseat now, but it's still yeah, an interview yeah. that you can play any time because of, I think, his uh, true love for where he is right now is kind of the gist of it. And, and But also, 
his drive to be great. Anyway, he's out there, makes a great play in the first inning off off his back knee and fires one over to the other side of the diamond and Nate Wainwright gets out of the frame and everything's great until we figure out that we still are going to have to hear from uh, about Jack Flaherty. Yeah. And after the game and the Cardinals don't walk anybody and have a pretty good game, Kisner hits an absolute bomb today that I don't know that's that's landed yet. And after the game Ollie Marmel, I asked him the last question, are we going to hear any news on Jack today? And he said, I don't uh, No, we're not. And he said, I, I hope I'm not wrong on this one. Well, <laughs> as it turns out, we got a little notice that John Moselak wanted to talk to us. So yeah. we went back over to the ballpark and he delivered the news that you just laid out in that first segment. And I also have just a little rundown on KMOX.com if you want to check that story out. It says Flaherty has small tear in his shoulder. So Jack has a small tear in his shoulder uh, and it's a labrum tear. Uh, it's something that is very common. Uh, you talked about it, the slap tear. Uh, and, and a slap tear stands for, slap stands for superior labrum from anterior to posterior. So basically it's a, it's a, it covers a lot of space, uh, the, the slap, uh, but it it's a small tear in there. And it's common. I mean, especially if you have somebody that pitches and uses his arm like he does. And it's something that you can actually do activity with can you pitch 95 miles an hour and, and do something well as Derek Gould's put in on stltoday.com it's something that according to his sources Jack's been pitching with for a while and, right. and you mentioned earlier about Adam Wainwright's ability to pitch through things so what does all of this mean well he's been they described it as discomfort uh, Flaherty I know has seemed like he's fine but they decided to address this. They got the second opinion, and here we are. He had the PRP injection. He's sidelined. And then Alex Reyes, which we already knew, had a stem cell injection, is going to be out until late May, early June. We can get to that in just a minute. But Flaherty's the, the big one, of course, and he's going to be gone now for the start of the regular season at least. Yeah, and look, uh, I can't imagine, Tom, just knowing the timetable because we're talking about what Mo said was we're going to take a couple days off, which to me means – you're not rehabbing. You're not really doing anything. You just rest for a couple of days and then two weeks of no throw. But that doesn't mean you're not doing anything. He'll, he'll probably be working on, you know, the various sh- shoulder stabilization exercises and things along those lines. But you're basically yeah, he, starting. He's actually it. been running around doing stuff yeah. <laughs> here. He just yeah. hasn't been throwing. But he's been participating in, in a lot of these workouts and doing all that he can. But at that point, you know, we get let's say we get two and a half weeks down the road. You're basically three and a half weeks without having thrown. You're at you're at point zero, right? You're starting over at that point because I know that the, based on what Mo said today, that this issue interrupted some of his off-season training too, uh, which means he didn't get here at a hundred percent. Which means again, when we get to the end of this no-throw period, you're starting off at zero, assuming that you, you know you don't need to take any further medical action. Yeah, if you look at this calendar right now, two days of rest. Today's March 18th, so two days of rest is Sunday. Yep. Uh, tomorrow and Sunday. So really, we're talking about Monday. Two right. full days of rest. He got the injection today in L.A., and he's there now still. So two days of rest, and then he comes back, and it's two weeks of no throw. That's the end of spring training. Right. That, that's, that's just that's a couple a- days before opening day. Yeah, that's April 4th or 5th. So he comes back to St. Louis, or he stays down here, or whatever he does. And like you said, then he can start to throw. And in the, in the meantime, he's going to be doing physical therapy. So he right. could do in those two weeks PT, 
but not throw. And and yeah, it's going to be a while. I mean, I don't know how long that is. Can't it be can't on, be before May. I, I based on how you understand build up, right? No. I mean, yeah, if you're yeah. coming I in mean, as a starter in spring training, you need five to six weeks to get up to, you know, speed. And it may not be all of that, but it's got to be at least a month. Yeah, and Mo was asked if Alex Reyes and Jack Flaherty, if it's kind of the same thing in terms of timetable, because he did say late May, early June for, for Reyes. Brown, and he's right. like, no, not, you know, not necessarily, because they do have to see this this PRP injection, two days of rest, two weeks of no throw, and then see where he is at that point. But, yeah, I mean, he's going to have to get back out. Let's just say best-case scenario. He gets through the, the two weeks of no yep. throw, and things are going okay, and they start to throw – it's still, like you said, it's going to take need a full some spring. time. You're going to need a full yeah, spring so, and then probably some rehab starts. So you need to plan on at least a month, I yep. think, yep. Um, without Jack Flaherty. And that does open up an opportunity for a variety of things. One is, and don't get all you know bent out of shape, folks, when I say <laughs> that they're going to look at internal candidates. Because one thing is there are no... There are some free agents available, but there's not a lot of options there. And I think they have some pretty good internal candidates. But the second thing is, yes, they could make a trade. They could make a trade for a starter. And everyone's just hollering about, how come Mo doesn't talk about He's not going to talk about making a trade. No. He's going to keep that under his sleeve for sure. If if he's considering making a trade, do you think he's going to show his hand there? So I think most likely they're going to go with one of these candidates that they're looking at here and I can go through those real quick for you. Number one on the list has to be Jake Woodford. Yep. Woodford for pitched sure. very well down the stretch in 21. He's mm -hmm. being groomed as a starter. He is a starter. Yep. And, and he's pitched very well. And look, and he's like a first-round pick, so he's not some nobody. Number two on the list has to be Drew Verhagen, who they brought in as a, a guy who could become a starter. And I think three on the list – and pretty close to Verhagen is Aaron Brooks. Brooks showed off today that he can strike people out. Now, again, the Astros brought like their C or D lineup. Yeah, they brought so all, it's not all like, minor leaguers, yep. Yeah, so it's not like they're – but but uh, he's still throwing strikes, and yes. that's impressive. And, and he had five strikeouts in six innings, and the, the other one was a little dribbler, I think, back to him. Verhagen's not a strikeout guy. He's a strike thrower, big, tall guy, pounds the bottom of the zone, gets ground ball outs, which is the prototypical Cardinals pitcher that you've seen for years and years, and they have the best infield in baseball, so why wouldn't you want a pitcher like that? That's right. really why they brought Verhagen along in case something like this happened. So Brooks is right there, though. I think they really like Brooks. Uh, Johan Oviedo, I don't feel it. I, no. I don't think that that I don't think he's in that mix. I, I know that he was asked about Oviedo, Mosellock was, and he said sure. And I, I think I've got I've heard the same reaction out of Marmol, kind of a sure when it comes to Oviedo, but he's still a work in progress. I think we all yeah. know that we've seen that. I really think that Matthew Libertor is in play here, and Libby had a, a good outing today. Uh, he went two innings, he pitched uh, and allowed a run on two hits. He walked no one. He struck out three, but the Fact of the matter is, he looks good. He's competitive, and it might be his time. I think it's Jake Woodford at, at the front of the list if yeah. you're betting on horses. But I would not discount Matthew Libertor making a run at this, and the Cardinals very much considering putting him in the rotation. And I know that sounds like it's soon, but he's been in this organization now for how long? Yeah, um, two years a, since the Rosarena trade. It's been a couple years, and they like what they see. Big, tall, lefty, minor league pitcher of the year. There's only one other place to go from there, and that's into the big league rotation.
For sure, for sure. All right, let's let's switch gears for just a second, Tom, and uh, and I, I'll play some of what Mo had to say later on, and we'll talk more about all the injuries and the possible replacements and all that uh, later on. But I did want to get a little bit on other things here because you're down there, like I mentioned, there's a game today, um, and Corey Dickerson signing was made official today, and I don't think we have gotten a chance to talk about that. I know I haven't. I tweeted about it, but I haven't had a chance to get into it on the air. Uh, just curious your thoughts on Dickerson because I'm going to break it down a little later on. Well, the DH... Uh, is something that people are going to ask about, but I really think this is more about depth and and DH. But you know, the DH just in general for the Cardinals is a flexibility thing. Yeah. So that they want to make sure they ha- that their DHs, because there will be several, have the ability to play in the field. And this goes right to first base also. I think Paul Goldschmidt every once in a while will might to see a, a look at that just to get uh, off his feet for a day. I'm not sure Nolan Arenado ever comes out of a game. Yeah. But, you know, there's there's uh, there's some flexibility, and mostly this Corey Dickerson move is in case of. So if they had an injury, boy, it's nice to have a fifth outfielder, yeah. and he could he could leap Lars Newtbar, who sure. right now looks awfully good, big lefty bat, lots of speed and athleticism. Dickerson is not what he was. But he has advanced his game. He's a smart player. He he makes hard contact. He can still hit the ball to the ballpark. Good fielder. I mean, I know you want a Gold Glove, but he's a, he's not a spectacular. No, fielder, no, he won that. Fielder. He won that as a left fielder, right? Because it's the, they do it position yeah. specific now. So he's not an elite outfielder, but in that year, he was the best left fielder. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a good player. Yeah. I mean, we've seen him bounce. He, yep. There's a reason why all these teams have gotten him. He's not a bad guy. Does everyone has a place for a Corey Dickerson? Like, who wouldn't want a left-handed hitting outfielder who stays relatively healthy and you know can hit and can field and and can fit a good spot for you? And and is a as Ollie Marmel said like five times after the game today, a gamer. This is the that's the read they have on him that he's a gamer. They they like him. And he kind of fits. I, you know what? I think they've looked at Corey Dickerson for a while. Yeah, I think they've really uh, liked his his ability. So here he is. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a solid move. It's not it's not anything that's going to hurt you. No, and it's not it's not a blockbuster move. And the same Mm-mm. we can say the same thing about Nick Whitgren, who also who I also haven't had much time to talk about yet uh, because of various things. But you know, Whitgren is similar guy when we're talking about the bullpen and missing Alex Reyes. He's going to be a guy that probably has to pick some of those middle innings up and. You know, when you when you look at his stuff, he's not he's not the big swing and miss guy. He, you know, he doesn't throw ninety eight. He throws ninety three. Um, he he really gets right handers out. And even though his numbers stunk last year overall, it was only because of left handed hitters getting him. And prior to that, he had been one of the better middle relievers in the American League for about four or five years. And he's also been one of the best, I think, since two thousand sixteen or seventeen. Tom in retiring batters when it comes to coming in with men in scoring positions. So he's, he's really good at stranding runners. That's been a thing he's been good at in his career. So that's a guy we're probably going to have to pay a little more attention to. He got a major league deal, so he's going to be with him. Yeah, he's going to be with him, and I, I had a chance to chat with him. He's got a he's got a, a smile where you know he's got this uh, like toughness about him. He looks like he looks like a hockey player. Like he, <laughs> he, he's you know he's just he's he's good athlete. He's he's a nice guy, but he's he's tough and kind of a rugged guy gets out there and just gets outs. Um, I, he's got a great strikeout to walk ratio. So he's a strike thrower. That's going to get outs. Yep. And that's exactly what you want. He's the guy who's just going to get you out of trouble. And I think he has that mindset to do it. He, he lives here in the Jupiter area. It was an easy oh. move for the Cardinals to get him over here and get him into camp. And, you know, he's been around, he's 30 years old. He's pitched it at the highest of levels 
pitched in high leverage situations. He's exactly what you want in that spot. He's not your setup guy, but he could be. He has been in the past, but he's more likely what you just said. He's someone who's going to come into the game when you need a bailout and get yourself a couple of pitches, get yourself an out, and then use him again tomorrow. <laughs> that's going to be Nick <laughs> he's kind of like, He's kind of like the veteran Matt Bowman slash Seth Manus kind of guy. Yeah, he's a Seth Manus type, exactly. He's just going to come in. I don't know. Seth Manus was the, the double play master, yeah, but he yeah. could be that. And you know he could absolutely be that, and and that's what he's going to be. He's going to come in, and you if you went to go get some popcorn, you'll hardly know he was there. But he got you a big out or two, and you know he'll he'll show up again tomorrow. Speaking of showing up again tomorrow, are you going back out there? Or are you going to take a little bit of time and relax? I know there's no game tomorrow, so we don't get another game until Sunday. Yeah, there's no game tomorrow, and and we had a whole bunch of news, all the news we could handle today, <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> But I, you know, I'm going to come out tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be out. I'll be out tomorrow just to see what's going on. And and you just never know. I mean, you never know at this stage. Perhaps the Cardinals have something else that yeah. could happen. Yeah. I hope that it's anything good. But I think you know we're this close to the club here at KMOX, and and we try to give you every little bit of information that we can. So yeah, I'll be around the team tomorrow. But I think it's a quick day tomorrow. I'm hoping. Uh, these days have been pretty long, but I think today, <laughs> <laughs> I think tomorrow is they work out in the morning and then they call it a day yep, and yep. then they get ready for their Sunday activity, which is Port St. Lucie. Wainwright pitched well today, uh, just two quick innings. He said he threw one bad pitch, but otherwise um, it, that's it. And then, you know, Sunday is Sunday. And then I will be staying around for a couple more days because Monday's a big day. Number four is going to be here. I don't know what time That's the Yachty good news arrives. I didn't ask you about yet because we found yeah. that out today that he's going to report Monday. Yeah, so Monday's a night game. They're going to play in West Palm Beach, so I'm assuming it'll it'll start a little bit later in the day, but you never know when Yachty's going to show, but he, he is supposed to be here on Monday, and boy, they just care so much about number four and all that he's done for them, and so they gave him all the privacy and space that he needed with this personal matter. Adam Wainwright said after the game today that he has been in touch with Yachty basically every other day to talk him through this. Didn't say what it is, obviously, but uh, that those two are so close. And Wainwright had a smile on his face and said, how about that? How about that? You know, Yachty's the the fact that Yachty's going to be here on Monday. It won't take him very long. It will not take uh, the competitive Yachty or Molina very long to get up to speed and get ready for opening day. All right, Tommy, have a great weekend, buddy. We'll catch you again on Monday, and we'll look forward to the good news of Yachty reporting. But in the meantime, uh, go have some good seafood, maybe a beer, and watch some more hoops. Uh, that sounds pretty good to me. I'm due for one. And I will say sports <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, we will have that live here in Jupiter, Florida. I will be joined by John Mosellock and others. We'll nice. hear that Nolan Arenado interview. We'll have so much coverage uh, from Jupiter, Florida, as you would expect. We'll also touch on the NCAA tournament. I just looked at the scoreboard, and oh my, Illinois uh, off to a rough start, although they're starting to starting catch to creep back. Yeah, starting to yeah, creep down back. Down by in. six uh, late in the first half. Anyway, enjoy the day. I appreciate the visit as always, my friend. You're the best, buddy. We'll talk to you Monday. Thank you, pal. You got it. Tom Ackerman down in Jupiter. And, of course, that's our T.R. Hughes Broadcast Center down in Jupiter uh, with all our coverage there. Uh, Tom doing a great job. I mean, these, people don't know. It's like it's it's not hard work, but those are long days. Like, it's fun. You know, you're out on the backfields. You're at the ball game. But, man, you know, activities start pretty early in the morning during spring training. And then, you know, Tom's got stuff with me at night because I'm going to drag him to the broadcast location because that's what I do. Sorry, buddy. (laughs) And that's just how those days go. So they're always fun. I always kind of equate it to 
like when you go to a theme park. You ever go to like you know, a long day at Six Flags? I love to go to Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio. You go to the Disney parks. You know, like it's really fun and nonstop. And at the end of the day, you're just wiped. It's kind of like that. <laughs> it's kind of like that. All right, hang tight. We'll let you hear from Mo next on KMOX. All right, let's hear a little bit from Cardinals president, John Mozalock, president of baseball operations. I should be more specific. Get that full title in there, Wheeler. Uh, I want you to hear what he had to say, because this is what we're going to be talking about um, throughout the rest of the show, or at least a large portion of the rest of the show, when it comes to Jack Flaherty and Alex Reyes and the time that they're going to miss. Uh, we're gonna t- he, There's a little bit in here, too, where Mo talks about uh, Corey Dickerson, and I want to talk about him a little bit more in detail, too. Um, but l- let's just have it start with Mo giving us the update on Jack Flaherty from earlier today. All right, we'll start with Mr. Flaherty. Um, he uh, obviously went out and met with Dr. Elitrosh today. Um, they subsequently gave him a PRP injection. And uh, of what we know right now, it will be a couple days of rest and then two weeks of no throw. During that period, we will use that to evaluate what those next steps look like. So um, I guess the simplest way to say it is there's still things um, that we will tell you as we learn more. But so uh, more information to come. Is it, uh, can you, obviously right shoulder, is it considered a strain? So the PRP is there to help heal something. Right. And so like. I think the, the easiest way to think about it is probably a, a small tear in the slap, slap tear. Yep. But um, they still think this is something that he can pitch through. Um, so our fingers are crossed that that's true. Well, is this pretty encouraging news? I mean, to, to I mean, obviously, you know, we don't know what exactly happened in the offseason, right? So we only know what we know. We ask questions. But there has been a, a time where he was going and then felt some discomfort mm-hmm. and started going again, and now we're back to that discomfort. So... In terms of like how to feel good about something right now, I guess this is probably better than what we could have been told because you know he still has a chance. But you know, anytime you're dealing with this, it's not great news. So we have to sort of see if we can't manage through this from a physical therapy standpoint, and hopefully we can get him back on the mound. Forgive me, but does he, Dr. Elatrash, is he still in Florida, or did he have to go back to LA? He was in LA. Okay. Jack's spirits pretty high that he'll. Probably. Say that again. Jack's spirits pretty high. I have not spoken with Jack. Uh, you know, I spoke with him yesterday prior to his departure. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, anytime you're going to see a doctor, to, mm-hmm. to your point, that's concerning. So, uh, you know, we're, our fingers are crossed that this is something that uh, he can work through and get back on the mound. Well, where does that leave you? You've collected depth, um, but not, you know, now is there for that opening spot in the rotation? How do you see things? Well, I think, you know, it's a competition. Obviously, Woody's going to get an opportunity. Uh, Verhagen's going to get an opportunity. And, and, you know, you saw a young lefty today go. I mean, like, everybody's going to get chances. But, you know, I think the, the, the more pressure it just puts on the other four to make sure we can count on them. So, you know, then the pressure starts to become, you know, how much can you take? Do you look beyond? I know you're always looking at opportunistic, but given what you went through last year with pitching, does your urgency shift a little bit to look beyond these walls? I mean, it's always we're always looking beyond these walls. The, the reality is, is, though, that that group is thinning out quite a bit right now. So, um, you know, we'll we'll pay attention to what's out there on the market, and if there's something that makes sense, we'll do it. Does Brooks factor in? I mean, Brooks sure. has started a bit. absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Um, pitched well today too. Right, so that's great to see. Yeah. Well, what are they telling you about Alex? Is it the same thing? Did he have PRP also? Uh, no, he had a stem cell oh, stem injection, cell. Right. Um, 
And for him, I think we, we know the timeline is pretty, you know, firm. So, you know, we're looking at probably sometime in late May, early June on him. What do you like about uh, Dickerson now that that's official? Well, you know, I think we were very candid about uh, looking for a left-handed bat. Um, we were in a lot of different discussions on a lot of different players, but ultimately we ended up getting him signed. And, and I think, you know, ultimately he fits the profile that we're looking for. It gives us some flexibility in the outfield, but most importantly, um, you know, from the left side, he's, he's done very well. So I think he'll fit in nicely. And, you know, it, it sort of touches on sort of that protection too, because when you look at our club, we were very confident or comfortable with what, what we had here, but you're really one injury away from all of a sudden having to, to take a, you know, a, a step a little deeper than probably where you're comfortable doing. Yeah, you said, just to be clear, May or early June for Alex, is that in part because he'll go through a full spring training style then, as opposed to this well he's also no throw right for two weeks they were saying at least oh, okay. okay at least Thanks. and we're not you know look we want to put him in a position to try to be successful and so you know we're not going to try to rush something by a week or two just to find him take a step back so you know we're going to put you know safety first and hopefully it our strategy works for him there you go. That's Mo from earlier today. Mo- mostly there talking about Flaherty and Reyes, and that part on Reyes was news. So let's take a look coming up next at some of the candidates for that rotation spot and maybe talk about what order we should be discussing them next up here on KMOX. All right, getting ready to wrap up this hour. i got so much more to get to. I feel like we're not even started yet. You're also going to hear uh, Tom's conversation with Nolan Arenado at some point next hour as well. Not exactly sure yet where I want to put that. Uh, but we got some other business to take care of. All right, so let's quickly run through a few of the names that we should be tracking for that rotation spot that Jack Flaherty uh, will not be occupying early on in the season. I mean, number one, and you heard John Moselock mention him first, and I don't think that was an accident, uh, was Jake Woodford. Now, Woodford finished the year really strong last year. If you look at his month of September, he made five starts for the Cardinals, six games total, but five starts, uh, had a 251 ERA, um, really great performance in terms of walks and hits per innings pitched only 1.08 on the whip Um, you know his strikeout to walk ratio was good he was all around just really good in that final month now keep in mind that none of the candidates none not even somebody from the outside is going to be able to replace peak Jack Flaherty right a healthy Jack Flaherty on his game is better than all of the options you're going to have and, you know, I had people like, they should trade for Sean Mania. Maybe, maybe he's really good. Uh, but Sean Mania has also had some injury problems over his career. And there's a little risk there. But, yeah, he would be the most talented pitcher that's probably available. But he's also going to be very pricey in terms of what it costs to get him, not in dollars, but in terms of players that you're going to have to give up. And he's not going to be Jack Flaherty, of course, but he could be the closest proximity or closest um, match, if you will. Not sim- not exactly the same, but closest you're going to get in terms of elite talent level. Woodford's not at that level, but let's not sell Woodford short either. I mean, this guy was a first-round draft pick. You know, this is not some nobody. Now, he's more in the back-of-the-rotation workhorse category than he is top-of-the-rotation guy, but you're not going to replace a Jack Flaherty with another Jack Flaherty. You're just not going to. But I think Jake Woodford's at the top of the list. The next two guys that came up with Mo were Drew Verhagen, who they just brought back from from overseas. Uh, Verhagen pitched in Japan, and he's got the ability to start. Uh, and, and 
again, not going to blow you away, but what we're talking about here with these three particular players, Woodford, Verhagen, and Aaron Brooks was another name that Mo talked about today. You are talking about more classic fifth starters, guys that can go out and give you five innings, six innings, you know, eat, you know if, if it's if it's a day where you you know somebody needs to eat the inning sandwich, it would be that guy. But also somebody that if you're going to be really aggressive with your bullpen, maybe you only let those guys go two times through the order rather than pushing them deeper. Now, you can only do that if Wainwright and Michaelis and Hudson and Steven Matz are able to carry a good bit of the load themselves. Because if they're going short, we saw that happen last year, right? You had nothing but short outings from the starters, and all of a sudden the innings are piling up on the relievers, and that doesn't work. So you're going to need – look, let's be honest, guys. I mean, this is this is as simple as I can put it. You are going to need the other guys you are counting on to be healthy. You're going to need Michaelis, Hudson, and Mats to be healthy. And obviously, Wayno. So, yeah, you're, you're, you're on thinner ice right now. There's no sugarcoating that. There's no tiptoeing around it. There is no equal comparison or equal replacement for Jack Flaherty walking through that door. It's not going to happen. So the guys coming in are going to have to do their job and do it reasonably well by just not going out there and blowing up. And remember how it changed for the Cardinals when guys like John Lester and Jay Happ came in and and uh, Wade LeBlanc before that when they were just not blowing up, right? Just go out there, give them five, and keep you in the game. Boy, it's funny how the Cardinals were pretty good once they started getting that. That's what they're going to need from the guys that could replace Jack Flaherty. So that's Woodford. It's Verhagen. It's Aaron Brooks. Um, I, you know, Matthew Libertor's name came up today and, you know, look, Libertor's close. He's the third highest rated left-handed pitcher in all of minor league baseball. He's a top 100 prospect. He's had a full year at AAA. He's close. I don't know that he's opening day close, but he's really close to being able to help out. But I'd put him probably fourth on that list and pretty much everybody else behind that. And look, like Mo said, you might see a guy from the outside at this point, though. I would bet on that not happening. we got more coming your way, more on Corey Dickerson after the news. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.